Welcome to this episode of Ready, Set, Grit, Your Life on Purpose with Ellen Barton, where you'll hear thought-provoking discussion, inspirational stories, and get action tips for creating the life of your dreams. Hello, and welcome to Ready, Set, Grit, Your Life on Purpose, a weekly podcast in which we talk about the secrets behind living the life you've always dreamed of. I am Ellen Barton, and today my guest is Terry Ludwig. Terry is a successful interior designer, and she's forging a new path for herself as a life coach. Besides running her design business, Terry is also a keynote speaker, and for the past 25 years, she's been leading a study group for A Course in Miracles. Terry, welcome. Thank you. Yeah, I'm really, really happy that you're here, and you're somebody that I've been seeing all over social media and have been following you, and having this opportunity to talk to you is is very cool. Um, and I guess I just want to jump right in and start out by asking you um, one of my big questions and favorite topics, and it's all about living your passion so what does that mean to you, and why, why is that important? Well, thank you again for having me on your program, Ellen. I am absolutely thrilled to be here to share my passion. Um, passion, passion is that burning desire that's inside of you that, that just longs for expression. I guess the best way to describe it is to say it's what lights you up on the inside and, and really fills you with a sense of purpose. It's your it would be your soul affirming itself. So, you know, passion always finds a way of expressing itself. And when you find a way to welcome it into your life and what you're doing in your life and incorporate it into your day-to-day interaction, the universe responds by opening doors. Yeah, that's very true. And one of the reasons I think I'm so attracted to your teachings is because you're a fellow entrepreneur and I, I think we have a similar mindset, but it, it is to that business and passion are not exclusive of one another, you know? That's true. That's true. Yeah. And I, I think for me in my business, there have been times when I've been focused more on the bottom line and the money and have kind of forgotten about my big why, you know, why I'm doing the business or what my passion really was about. And I'll tell you, at least for me, and I'm curious to hear if you've had a similar experience, but whenever that's happened, the bottom line has like struggled. And when I just let it go and I do my business with joy and, and out of service, I, I tell you, I always end up making more money when I'm not focused on the money. That's so true. It is so true. It's absolutely how it works. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I very much um, have experienced that myself. Have you, like in the running of your business, what, what has that experience been like for you? Have you um, just, you know, grown without fail or have you experienced challenges along the way? Oh, no, there's been plenty of challenges along the way, especially in a small town that has experienced profound economic challenges over the years. Yeah, because your interior design, which is, I guess, not a, um, you know, it's kind of a luxury item. Mm-hmm. And several years ago, I'm sure you remember, we when we entered a depression cycle, no one in our area was spending money on non-essential purchases. At least that's what it seemed. 
and that, that would include interior design. And uh, since our area is historically conservative, there was really no way of knowing when the depression cycle would lift. Yeah, it seems like we um, tend to be a little bit behind the national curve sometimes, and you never nearly know how far behind right. with those right. things. But yeah, that's true. So what? So so you were struggling a little bit with getting new business. Yeah, I was, and you know there was a lot of fear around that. Yeah, I want to talk about that because I think that fear, you know, it's one of those things that can almost paralyze people and stop them from, you know, making a leap into starting a business or running a business or or even making a shift away from focusing on the money because they're they're letting go is is a big um fear trigger, you know. It is a change, letting go. Um, so following your passion, certainly there's a lot of fear around that because sometimes it means having a career change or a major life change. And um, what I find happens is life kind of shakes you until you let go. You know, things come into your life and, and really shake you at your core and uh, until you finally, you finally let go and, and allow that change to come through you. Yeah. Did you ever hear that? Um, I guess it's a saying, or I, I don't know if that's the right word for it, but did you ever hear people say, you know, life will whisper at you if you're maybe not on the right path and then it gets a little louder and then it gets a little louder and then it really is a shake that you cannot ignore. And that's absolutely true. And, and yes, you know, I, I recognize that familiar feeling of fear when we went through that depression cycle and um, the isolation and the thoughts of scarcity that started creeping in and, you know, it could lead to depression quickly. And depression is a slippery slope, a ledge that I had been on and slipped into before. Yeah. One of the things that I've noticed being on this path of spiritual growth and becoming more aligned with my own passion and purpose and all of that stuff. One of the things that has really struck me is how important it is to protect your thoughts, you know, to protect your mind, to um, not allow those, those negative thoughts to creep in, or if they do creep in, to just acknowledge them and let them go. Right, right. And I think, I think too, especially when you're facing something that really scares you like the depression for example you know you've got yeah. you've got family support to support you've got maybe a home and you you've got you know tangible things in your life that when there's no money coming in you can't help but start feeling afraid and you know that those trigger memories i i fell into a a period about 10 years ago where I was very depressed and, um, and, you know, having that depression we experienced a, a few years ago really triggered memories that I had come face to face with 10 years earlier. And um, if you've ever experienced depression, it's just, it's not something you forget. So I had created a toolbox just in case I needed it for the future. And uh, one of my tools that I reach for immediately when those feelings come is gratitude. Gratitude mm. seems to be the cure for scarcity. And um, I started writing down three things I was grateful for every morning before I got out of bed. 
And as soon as I started feeling afraid, I would stop and write down three more things. And I kept doing that every day. Uh, and I did it each night before I closed my eyes. I would do it again and write down three things I was grateful for that had happened during the day. And they weren't big things. They were things like, I'm grateful for this pillow under my head. I'm grateful for this cup of tea. Um, you know, there were times I would look out into the yard and, and see a couple of squirrels playing, or maybe the sun was just shining in a certain way. And just having gratitude for that was enough. And, and when you feel gratitude, you can't feel fear. Gratitude is love and fear and love cannot coexist. They cancel each other out. Yeah. And so what you're talking about is this like abundance mindset versus a scarcity mindset. And when you're in this feeling of scarcity, like you said, you're feeling like there isn't enough and I, I have to get my share and I'm never going to get my share. And, and it's like this vicious cycle. And as you said, it can lead to depression and all of that. And, and getting, shifting your mindset to this gratitude and, and um, abundance and, and seeing the beauty and seeing what, what we truly have in this world that we're so lucky to be in is, um, is a powerful shift. And then what are some of the things that happen when, when you're able to focus to this? How can that actually shift your reality? So what I started doing is instead of wallowing in the fear, I started volunteering my services for projects like A Room to Heal and Make-A-Wish. And I certainly had time to spare since I had no paying jobs at the time. Um, and I also started advertising. I, you know, I used my credit card and had faith in abundance and faith in the universe. And I, I just started spreading happiness and love to as many people as I could. And I was just being as abundant as possible. And the law of attraction was at work and everything turned around. My business grew, and now it's larger than it's ever been. I have two full-time interior designers working for me, and we're currently managing 16 projects. So, you know, it, it's just amazing what can happen when you just choose to think in gratitude. And, and you've got those choices every minute of every day. Yeah, and I think that's the thing that people oftentimes don't remember. I think we all know it intrinsically, but... A lot of people don't always remember it. It's hard to always remember it when you're in, when your physical reality is not aligned with your thoughts. You know, it can be difficult because you can easily get back into, oh, but my bank account says this, you know, this, right. is, exactly. this is not okay. Um, but like you said, you know, getting into the feeling of love and happiness and, and gratefulness and and um, that's the first thing that has to shift. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, I think it's important for you to make a toolbox so that you have access to something when those situations come into your life, because life is all about change. And if you're prepared and you're ready, then you can say, oh, I know how to deal with scarcity. I, I need to grab gratitude right now. And that's just, it's just right there at your fingertips. Yeah. So making a toolbox is almost like um, making an emergency kit for a flood or a hurricane, right? Exactly. Exactly. It's the same thing. So what do you suggest people put in their toolbox? Well, I mean, anything that would bring 
feelings of love. So anything that would um, help you with gratitude, compassion, being of service. Like I said, when you have no work coming in, why not volunteer? Why not go be of service and help somebody else? Because when you're doing that, you're living abundantly and your whole energy is sharing. And if you're in scarcity and in that mindset of lack, you don't feel like you have anything to share. But right. if you're being of service and you're sharing, you're automatically in that mindset of abundance. So I'm really intrigued by this idea of this toolbox. So are you, I don't know if this is what you're saying, but I'm starting to think it's not such a bad idea to have like a physical box of maybe some books that are inspirational or some reminders, some notes you can write to yourself about when things did work out or mm-hmm. things like that. Like I, I'm sure that you're probably not speaking about a physical thing, but it might not be a bad idea to prepare something like that. That's true, Ellen. And you know, what you're talking about really is optimizing your environment. And again, that goes back to creating that mindset every day and keeping yourself in that place of love and gratitude every day. And there's a lot of ways you can do that. Um, One is to meditate every morning, even for 15 minutes, set a positive intention. First thing in the morning when you when you get up to start your day with that. Um, and there's a lot of other things you can do to surround yourself and optimize your environment. Yeah, and I liked what you said about change. You know, life is all about change. Life is all about contrast. We all experience highs and lows. We all experience loss and disappointment. We all experience success and joy. It's it's all about contrast, and that change truly is the the thing that we can absolutely count on without a doubt. And so I, I've been personally working on this mindset of, things, of, of saying things are always working out for me. Things are always working out in my best interest. And I truly do believe that even when the, the challenges show up, because there's mm-hmm. always gifts in the challenges. Always. Always. Yeah, but it can be very difficult. Um, it's almost, like you said, uh, meditating every day. Like It's almost like you, you have to practice getting in the mindset and practice centering around these thoughts because if you don't exercise those muscles, you know, when you get into those tough situations, it can be really challenging. And, and and it's important to make sure that you have something that you do every day to keep you grounded and to keep you in that awareness. So what's an example? So when you're, um, let's get back to money because I want to talk to you about money. That's uh, a topic that I really like because a lot of people struggle around that. But let's say you're having, um, you know, money issues. So what's an example of some way you can you know, keep yourself grounded every day without spending a lot of money? Or is it important to treat yourself a little bit here and there? Well, I think people who have never experienced having an abundance of money have a hard time asking for what they're worth and may even be angry with people who do have an abundance of money. Um, they, They may even lack confidence surrounding the value of their services or have such a negative relationship with money that they they almost emanate an insecurity and scarcity to those around them and Mm. keeping 
others from seeing their value and maybe even pe- pushing people away. Because when you when you think about it, the law of attraction, like attracts like. And when you have a mindset of scarcity and lack, you might see things as too expensive or excessive, and that mindset reaffirms lack. It keeps you stuck in that scarcity concept. And I'm not saying you should live beyond your means, but taking steps to change your mindset surrounding lack and scarcity, I think is crucial. You need to really start acknowledging abundance and and that will change your relationship with money. Yeah, that's huge. And it's even watching your language. Absolutely. Watching your language, which starts really with your thoughts, watching your thoughts. Yeah. And like, I know for me personally, I try, I, I shouldn't say I try, I, I am conscious about my language and I almost never will say things like, I can't afford that, or, you know, that's too expensive. I really try to avoid those words. Right, right. For this very reason, because it, it just creates this cycle of lack and scarcity. Exactly, exactly. I, I think one of the most powerful words that I find is the word allow. Uh-huh. I allow abundance to flow freely to me. You know, that would be a, a good... Um, intention. Yes. And that's true because I do think that it is conversely, I think that it's possible to like block money from coming to you. And I'll tell you, you know, I said in my business, I've had times when I've been just focused on money and that's when money doesn't flow typically. And um, at least in my experience and um, during those times when I would feel like anxious about it or uh, needy, you know, like feeling like I I would need to sign these clients or else something terrible was going to happen. Right. Um, That's when it was always the hardest. But it was very, it's very interesting to look back on those days and to think about all of the, because of course, you know, it wasn't like um, I would just be sitting around doing nothing. I'd be, you know, hard at work, making phone calls, calling on clients. And thinking back on those days, I would have like so many contracts lined up, ready to sign. You know, everything looked perfectly set and then something would happen. And it got to the right. point where I'd be like, I swear I'm blocking this energy. Right. It's that fear. It, it yeah. really is. It's, it's a tricky thing. You know, when you're when you're filled with love, you know, in in any form, happiness, bliss, compassion, gratitude, grace, you you're living abundantly. You are living abundantly. And when you know yourself as abundant, there is no fear and there's no sense of scarcity. Exactly. And then, like, so conversely, when I go to clients and just come in with an attitude of "I'm here to serve you," I want to help you, and And, you know, just curious about what their needs and I, you know, that's pretty much when they just want to give me lots of money. Exactly. It's very funny. All of a sudden you're exuding um, abundance and they're not feeling like you're trying to take anything from them. So you're not initiating a fear response in them. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So there's so much I want to ask you about, but um, we're talking about living with passion, living abundantly, being of a mindset where you're allowing um, physical, you know, wealth and abundance and material things to flow to you. That's not a bad thing. 
but um, also living your life like with a vision and with purpose and with intention. And so I want to talk a little bit about this, like having that vision, how do you know what that vision should be? And how do you kind of like get in the flow of, of um, you know, letting the universe, allowing the universe to help you? Right, right. And I, I think what you're talking about here too is intuition and just simply listening to your true self. Um, yeah. Yeah. How do you get in, how do you get really like in tune with that and trusting that? Well, you know, you have a connection to source and, and source is really the super highway of all of creation. And your true self is sending you messages and people and inspiration and insight all the time. The right people are showing up in your life at the right time. The problem is we're so busy with life struggling to meet our responsibilities and caught up in our own agenda that we barely notice. Mm. I mean, all you, all you need to do is quiet your mind and that will expand your awareness and it allows you to be conscious of what the universe is sending you. So quiet your mind. What does that mean? Meditation. It means literally quieting your mind, getting into that place of no mind and allowing the universe to show up. And that's what being in the flow is saying, saying yes and, and saying yes to abundance. Yes to love. Yes to this moment now. And, and just allowing life to move you and move through you and from you. So are you saying, so when you say saying yes and in relation to your intuition, so it's, it's kind of like saying yes to anything that feels right in that moment. Yeah, it's, it's saying yes to what feels right, but also not judging the moment as wrong. Being uh-huh. open to what that moment is offering you, being aware, really expanding your awareness. Because let's say, for example, a friend invites you to go to a party or you get this invitation to go to this social networking and, and you think to yourself, oh, I don't really want to do that. Um, you know, I'm, I'm just not in the mood. What you don't realize is the event that you didn't want to go to may just be the place you meet your next boss or a great friend or even a love interest, but you've already judged it as something you don't want to do. You really need to put yourself in play because the universe can't find you if you're sitting at home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that another thing is you're, you never really are where you are for the reason you think but you are always where you should be at every moment. And that's, that's a really interesting thing to think about. And it's really changed my mindset. When I go to a place and I think I'm there for a specific reason, I always tell myself, you might not be here for the reason you think you're here. Open your mind, look around, and let's find out why are we really here? Why did the universe put you here in this moment at this time? And who are you here to meet? Mm, that's a great attitude, and that's a great way to be. Right. Very because profound. There's, there's always opportunity coming to you, and we just we have such a block to it because we think we know the answer. Yeah, exactly. And it's so easy to say no. I, I think that we're all given, like you say, we're also busy, but opportunities come up all the time, and it is so easy to say no to them. 
And um, did you ever read Shonda Rhimes' The Year of Yes, I think it's called? Um, I did not read it, but I am familiar with it. And, and yes, I, I, I think I read through it briefly. Yeah. Amazing, amazing book. In it. But I, did, I think I saw her on a, a television show. She was being interviewed. Yeah, and she had done this. She, she was talking about how she's an introvert, and she would typically turn down invitations and say no to things and um, she committed to herself that she would say yes to everything right. that that kind of scared her for a whole year and just incredible transformation happened in her life in so yeah. many ways. And mm-hmm. I thought that was very interesting. It's, it's very curious what shows up and I just had it happen to me where I'm finishing my first book and it's been a struggle to um, wrap it up to the point where I can give it to an editor. And I just had someone who I really don't know reach out to me and say, She's like, I don't know why I'm asking you this, but I I just really want to nominate your book for this award, and it just has to be done by this date. And I was like, okay, I guess it's going to be done by that date. And so, of course, you know, it was it totally scared me, but I said yes. Right. (laughs) But I think that um, I think it's important to to do that or to um, you know your kid wants to go out and get ice cream, you know, it's, it's knee jerk reaction maybe to say, no, I'm busy, but, um, probably not the best, you know, long, why not say yes, you know, why not be open to the possibilities? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. No, that's great. Thanks. So Terry, I'm curious about so many things, as I keep saying. Um, one of them is um, your work around, you, you do some energy healing, you do these um, transformational retreats, and I want to talk a little bit about that and um, how you got into that. Um, you were telling me about an experience that you recently had I'm not sure if you you want to share that or not, but that experience that you were telling me about with um, energy when you were down at Omega. Yes, yes. Speaking of saying yes, what an amazing opportunity (laughs) that was. Um, A friend of mine had an extra ticket to go see John of God, and uh, and that was on my bucket list uh, of things Uh that I wanted to do. Um, And John of God is a healer from Brazil, and, and, you know, just with all of the things that I have experienced, you know, over the course of my life and, and my just learning about expanding awareness, I thought, how amazing would it be to be in the space of someone who has such a high level of consciousness? And, uh, and I was just interested in, in experiencing that and seeing what that would feel like to be in that space. And I, I did have an incredible uh, experience when I was there, as I shared with you, just, just being in that space, you could feel the energy. It was palpable mm. just being in that space and in that room. And, and I had the opportunity when I walked by him to sit in what they refer to as the current room, um, which was, you know, just uh, maybe 20 or 30 people who are sitting in the space with John of God as the people would pass by for their healings or whatever it was that was in their intention. And, uh, I I really don't know how to describe this other than to say my entire being was filled with um, this incredible feeling of of bliss and it it 
was I it kind of created an emotional response where and I'm not you know I, I'm not really a, a, a big you know crying type of person but this tears just came flowing out of my eyes and and not that I was sobbing it was just a, a response a physical response to the the energy and the space and I would say it lasted for maybe 15 to 30 seconds and then I was able to sit again in a meditative state in the room but oh my goodness just feeling that flow of energy and that current in that space was it was something else it was it was pretty amazing and and I do enjoy um you know having those types of experiences and and just learning being open-minded to you know to what this life is all about and and this is my passion. You know, I've been hosting workshops and facilitating study groups. And, you know, I've been a motivational keynote speaker, as you said, for various events on very, a variety of topics surrounding health and wellness and creating happiness for the past 25 years. And it's just amazing when, when you experience those aha moments. And I love it when the people who come to my workshops experience those aha moments. And it's, it's just a wonderful feeling to to know that you can help, you know, remove blocks in people's lives and, and help them to experience happiness and go on that path of living the life of their dreams. So, you know, this is something that I'm, I'm excited to go into and um, I'm a certified life coach and yoga instructor. And um, I've been working with my son, Bo, who is my marketing administrator and accountability coach. And we're getting ready to launch our transformational life coaching business very soon. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, I, I, I'm certain that um, anyone who opts to work with you will be um, receiving many gifts and many benefits <laughs> um, from the experience. But, you know, it's so interesting, like hearing hearing you talking about being in the John of God energy and, um, you know, talking about removing blocks and helping people get to happiness and, and all of that. It's just making me think about how interconnected everyone and everything is and how everything comes down to energy. So the experience that we're having here on earth is, is a choice because we can change the energy anytime. That's true. It's within ourselves, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's very true. Yeah, it's it's very interesting, and it just starts with awareness. Awareness and and just the being open minded and and learning and understanding that there's so much more to learn. Yes, yes, it is a. It's all about the journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think learning to embrace the change, learning to embrace the good times and the bad times and the contrast and all of that is a big part of it too. Yeah, that's true. You know, and I think that, you know, life is a classroom and there there are bountiful lessons. Yes, and and it's it's uh, we just keep learning. So, that it's one of my favorite things and I learn something new every day and especially when I get to do these podcast interviews. So, um, right. Thank you. Thank you very much for being on here. Um, is there anything else you would like to add before we kind of wrap this up? Well, I think that, you know, going back into, um, you know, challenges and, you know, dealing with challenges, you know, like you said, there's there's so many opportunities to um, to overcome 
challenges and, and learn in life. And, you know, I, I tried in the past running and hiding and, and being a victim and, and trying to be a survivor and then being a superhero and, you know, escaping into depression and all of that. Um, but I think at this stage, you know, I've learned that facing challenges head on with an open mind, knowing the universe is always has my best interest at heart is, is the way I deal with challenges now. And just knowing that I'm exactly where I need to be at every moment and life will bring me the challenges that I need to learn and the lessons, the lessons that I need to learn. And if I let go of my need to solve the problems and instead I'm grateful for the opportunity to learn, I know that if I connect with my true self and quiet my mind, the answers will just flow through me. And, and they've done that. And the cool thing is everybody has access to that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, meditation and, you know, connecting to the source. And I think just setting an intention for your day. So you become the creator of your reality and not the victim of someone else's version of reality. Optimize your environment, turn off the television, limit the amount of time you spend watching the news. Um, You know, don't participate in gossip. You know, there's just ways to create that environment for yourself every day be conscious of the food you eat you know make sure your your body feels good you you're getting plenty of rest be mindful of what you allow into your mind and even the kind of music that you listen to Uh, you know and I'm not sure I'm sure you know this everyone has approximately 60,000 thoughts a day and each one of those thoughts is creating your reality with every thought that you think and you can control you can control those thoughts. You can. You can. You just you just have to be conscious. You have to be vigilant to watch over your thoughts and make sure that, you know, you're thinking positive thoughts and and siding with love instead of fear. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's important to note that if you should have a negative thought, you know, float through every now and then, that's normal. But um, it's it's an awareness too and and just letting that go. And, and shifting, consciously shifting. Absolutely, absolutely. And it's not about stuffing your emotions down, you know. Like you said, you, you don't want to do that. You, you really want to, with an open heart, not be afraid at looking inside and looking at those emotions. Yeah, exactly, exactly, because we are human. And I think sometimes people get caught up in, you know, trying to be perfect. I was just talking to somebody about meditation and and sometimes people get caught up in trying to be perfect at meditation or perfect at not ever having a negative thought or, you know, it's, it's more about the process in, in my opinion anyway. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. So no, that was great. Well, Terry, I'm going to wrap this up because um, we are out of time, but thank you so, so much for talking with me and, um, you know, sharing some of your insights and wisdom. It was great having you. Thank you. It was my pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I've really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, well, I I truly do appreciate it. And thank you all for listening to the show. My guest was speaker, coach, and interior designer, Terry Ludwig. And you can find this complete interview and links to Terry's website and social media pages on our website, readysetgrit.com. Thank you again for joining us, and please check in again next Friday when we release another episode with tips on turning your daydream into a phenomenal success. 
Thanks for tuning in to Ready, Set, Grit, your life on purpose with Ellen Barton. Look us up online at readysetgrit.com where you'll find daily inspiration, links to our social media, and where you can access our ebooks and online classes. Ready, Set, Grit, inspired actions, real results.